Hello, welcome to Sumo Manichi. I'm Amy. I'm here with Dave. It's day eight. It's Nakabi of Nagoya Basho, July 2023. Happy Nakabi to you. Thank you. And happy Nakabi to you. Thank you. May everyone's Nakabi be joyous and prosperous. Did you just forget that word? I forgot. I I, I was very, very solid on the start of the word. I know it was brave. You went for it, even though... Mid-word, it, it stopped. I had some doubts. Doubts <laughs> crept in halfway through the word. Never let a doubt creep in. Well, that's the spirit of Nuckabee. Yes. <laughs> and what a day that we've had. We were prosperous in sumo. <sighs> were we ever. Vibe of sumo, high. Oh, all around the world. Uh, we were... We had a great time doing our Jurio live stream earlier. Thanks yes. for the people who joined us. Uh, you can catch that on YouTube. We leave it up on our uh, YouTube channel of the same name, Sumo Mainichi. Mm-hmm. Come and check out the action there. It was a hot day in Nagoya for the middle day of the Basho. 35 degrees Celsius, 95 degrees Fahrenheit but a very dry 52% humidity. Yeah, which makes it not hotter. It's a different feeling, isn't it? It's just like it's overall probably feels hotter, but not as wet. It would be oppressive. <laughs> and look, as someone who loves wearing jeans in all types of weather, mm-hmm. 35 degrees Celsius, 95 degrees Fahrenheit is particularly uh, challenging for someone who loves black jeans. And we did see some pants in the stadium today. There's still some brave souls oh. who are choosing to wear the pant. Don't worry. I mean, I, you won't see many people in shorts well, at the sumo. <laughs> I don't think you could, especially if you're down the front, you know, you're sitting cross-legged yeah. or with your legs out. You don't want to bring out shorts in that occasion. I mean, Australians do, but we don't. Oh, absolutely not. We're um, not the shorts-wearing when, Australian type. <laughs> when we go to Nagoya and I say when. Yeah, it's happening. I've come around a bit on that. I'll be wearing pants every day, mm-hmm. no matter mm-hmm. how hot. Uh, speaking of pants and hot... Let's go into the bouts for today. There was a bit of news. Mm. So two bits of news overnight. Someone left us. Yes, it was a sunny armor. So torn left arm bicep. We saw as he was walking out down the Hanamichi through the shops around the back of the Nagoya Stadium, him uh, massaging and just fiddling with the bicep. So obviously he had immediately felt pain from the throw from Hoshori. And... uh, yeah, he announced his Kujo quite late apparently today. So there were already people in the stadium getting their Sunnyama tails ready. And then that Kujo call came through. But obviously, he felt like he couldn't continue. Yeah, very, very sad news for Asunyama. So his uh, trip back to the top is going to take a little bit longer with this injury mm. coming in. Uh, Daesho gets the Fusen show today, though. Yes, yeah, very useful for him, I would say. So that takes him to six and two. And Asanyama goes out. I don't know if he'll stay out the whole time. I'm not sure uh, how he will feel, but he goes out on four and four. You would think that we won't see him again. I guess so. I feel like soft, uh, what do you call it, soft tissue injuries are fairly mm. predictable. In If you've torn it, you've torn it. And if the doctors have said four weeks, it'll probably be four weeks. Although now I say that, Sumo recovery times, we need to apply some kind of formula yeah. to get it a right figure. So if sumo doctors say four weeks, I think 
other doctors would say eight weeks. Yeah. They're very optimistic, aren't they? Yeah, and then the ricochet says no time no at time. all. <laughs> I'll be coming straight back, thanks. <laughs> well, somebody who has come back is Ichi Yamamoto as well. So we mentioned it last night, Rob and I, in the podcast that oh, I hadn't seen it until Rob brought it up that he's back on the Torakumi for today. He was the Jurio visitor. And I should say thank you so much uh, for Rob yes. for filling in. I was at a wedding yesterday and by the time I got home, I was not capable of talking sumo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I was about to say great news that Ichiyamamoto is back, but I think you said it on the podcast yesterday so well. Oh, no. Oh, no. I Doesn't, didn't want him to come back. No. I mean, especially given it's his knees. Mm. Uh, and given the especially middling form we've seen from Ichiyamamoto, it felt like the right time for him to take some time off and get better. But no, he's back. And today he came up against a very formidable opponent in Ryuden. Mm. And look, Ryuden was all on the belt early. I, I thought Ichiyamamoto's fight here was valiant. He went up against the bales and did not want to go over. But once that Ryuden train is coming at you with the hands on the belt... Not much you can do there, and Ichiyamamoto, unfortunately, taken out there. So Ichiyamamoto now is zero wins, six losses, two days off. Ryuden, four and four. We saw Hakuoho come up against Shona Naomi. A really great bout that I was looking forward to, and it wasn't an easy one for Hakuoho here, but I do feel like he was in control the whole time. And that's something we're starting to become accustomed to see from him, just this ability to get around his opponent and somehow just encompass them in his sumo. Shona Naomi put up a very valiant fight. He did lots of great moves, you know, he moved himself around. But Haku Oho, I just feel like with the right hand on the belt, he was in control and he managed to pick up the win. You're very right. Haku Oho, he manages to be everywhere. And we saw that today as he just was around Shonan Umi. Just the speed and pressure this young man can produce is too much. Now, I saw a photo of Shonan Umi after this bout. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice because our stream was a little bit low resolution today. But how bad <laughs> that black eye is. It's not good, is it? He can barely open the yeah. eye at all. So he couldn't see Hako coming yeah. from one full side. He well, didn't know what was happening on that side. Probably couldn't see it, but he certainly could feel <laughs> it. Uh, so Hako Oho there, six and two with that win. Shonan Umi, five and three. Uh, the next bout I want to look at, Gonoyama and Myogiryu. This was all one-way traffic out of the touchy eye. Myogs is, he had a bit of spirit about him today. Yeah, Look, he always goes for it. He's always so active and feels like, I feel like in his mind, Miyogiryu feels like he can beat anyone. And so that's why it's always so interesting to see him fight. Well, and to see him going full force. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing of true beauty. And today he just drove Gonoyama back. Here Gonoyama on the bales twisted, threw Miyogiryu down. The crowd erupts. Mm. I erupted. I thought, Gonoyama, he's gone and done it. Myogs has put in all the work here and Gonoyama's going to jag a win right at the last second. But the Gumbai was pointed towards Myogiryu. Yeah, we were both very surprised by this because we were seeing one particular angle. The reverse angle when we were shown showed that Gonoyama had in fact stepped out in a big puff of dust, the biggest puff. Yeah. Uh, which is when your foot actually lands just straight outside the Tawara. And it was a loss, a surprise loss to Gonoyama, and one where his Oyakata, Takekuma, 
Oyakata ex Goedo was on the in the commentary yeah, he was box. On the panel tonight. He had to commentate the loss. He had to give his opinion on it. And it's uh, it's only one of three losses for Gonoyama. He moves to five and three. But Miyogiryu, that full force, really worked for him today. He's four and four. Takiyasu and Hokutafuchi. What about how great is Sumo? There was a mata here. This was a difficult mata. Often a mata is when just one guy will will jump up ahead of time. Yeah. They're not ready. The other person just stays down. Sometimes there's a bit of a slapping of body. Sometimes there's a push out. But this mutter was actually after a couple of seconds of bout almost. Oh, yeah, it was. I didn't feel this was a great call. And I feel that T- Takiyasu was pulled up for not putting his hands down, mm. which, you know, I'm, I'm on record as saying that's an absolute waste of time rule mm. because they had gone together. Yeah. So pro- it wasn't a couple of seconds. They basically met and then they were tapped on the yeah, shoulder. Yeah, yeah. couple of sumo seconds. A couple of sumo <laughs> seconds. <laughs> it I love felt it. like an eternity essentially. Well, but it was actually a microsecond. The bout was on. Yeah, the bout was on. That's the way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So... They were pulled up and I I felt like it really put them off. I was going to say, Takiyasu glared. Yes. I think he felt good about that touchy eye and rightly so. Yeah, he turned around, glared at the Gyoji. The audience just went pretty crazy after this because it it really felt it was on before and now it was really on. (laughs) (laughs) Okada Fuji came out steaming with the Norua. He moved to his left. He was slapping Takiyasu on the face. And then he was the one, Hokuto Fuji, who got up first under the arms of Takiyasu. And Takiyasu, again, for the third day in a row, couldn't find anything. We're just living in Hokuto Fuji's world. Mm. And I don't mind it. Yeah. This was, I'm happy here. This was brilliant sumo. I mean, no one likes seeing Takiyasu lose. I'm one of those people. But just the sheer... Uh, Layer of quality on Hokuto Fuji's uh, sumo today. Powerful, accurate, fast, beautiful. And if I could have smelt it, it probably would have smelt good too. Do you know? It <laughs> all just, the senses. All the senses were engaged with yeah. this sumo. Yeah, yeah, it felt really nice. Like, <laughs> nice. Uh, what's the touch? Yeah. Texture. Nice. Texture. Good that's texture. The one. Yeah. yeah. Well, seven and one is a yeah. good texture for Hokuto Fuji to be feeling. <laughs> Takiyasu, five and three. That's three losses in a row now. But Hokuto Fuji, what's happening oh. with this guy? So exciting. Where is he in terms of the radar at the moment? I think he's still under it. I think he's still under it. There's a lot of radar attention on Sekiwake. Yeah. And other people in Sanyaku. But I feel that he is still cruising along. Yeah, I agree. Because he started to pop his head above and then... Everything else keeps happening up the top end. And the Nishikigi story. Yeah, the Nishikigi story. As you say, all the talk about the Sekiwake, Kirishima, what's happening with him. Mm. And he just keeps ducking back down again. To yeah. be seven and one at this point is huge. Huge. But it's not it's not well, huge. No, it's, it's well not being discussed as huge. No. And Hogata Fuji's been in this position before. He will fight up. This week yep. or next week? Yep. So let's just uh, all cool our jets a little bit. Yep. I'm mainly talking to myself there. but <laughs> uh, Takanosho was up against Tamawashi. And I've got to say, I reckon he surprised everyone yeah. in the Dolphins arena today by driving 
the veteran Tamawashi out easily here. This was not the way I thought this was going to go. Where did he find this power? Where did he find this position? He's kind of been, and I don't use these words lightly, bumbling around a little bit trying to find any position to get an advantage from. But today he found it straight away and not only did he find it, but he found it with a move against Tamawashi that he had used extremely successfully the day before against Hokuseho and won with it. Yeah. Very strong from Takanosho here for only his third win. So he's coming good in the latter half of the first week. Tamawashi, yeah. It's a funny old game, Sumo. (laughs) You can never, never, never predict. Absolutely not. Tamawashi, he's six and two. And Takanosho, as I mentioned, three and five. The aforementioned Hokuseho came up today against Sanomi. And we saw much more standard Hokuseho fare today. He was able to lock up the arms of Sadanumi. He was able to negate the belt hold that Sadanumi did find and did his almost normal, I guess, traditional throw down with the belt. Sadanumi tried. He was wiggling around. He's a fast mover. He did everything he could, but he was locked down too early and too well. And another loss for Sadanumi, which puts him on the road to Kachikoshi. I don't want to talk about that. That's okay, move too on. Much. It's too much. <laughs> but yes, Sadanumi lost. He came out with the mindset he could win. And, and I feel that he's watched the tapes. He knew what he needed to do. Mm. It's just that Hokuseho was too strong. Yeah. And I actually thought after this bout today, is this Hokuseho responding to these people who are coming out with a game plan? Maybe this is the next evolution of Hokuseho. I felt almost the opposite in that this is what Hokuseho always tries to do and today it worked. Yeah. Because perhaps, and I'm sorry, Sadanumi, I know you tried, but perhaps the game plan wasn't quite as strong as some of the people that have won against him, you know, like Tamawashi yesterday. So I think it was more more of a standard Hokuseho move, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, he can only do his continue to do his brand of sumo we don't know how much he's going to start to adapt hokuseho maybe that was an adaption today he moves to four and four Sadanumi, as we mentioned on the road moving on though and maybe we'll just quickly say because i know that we've we we always have a lot of new listeners coming to the podcast oh yeah we should explain just a quick Mm -hmm. uh summary of what being on the road means we call it the road to kachikoshi or the road to a winning record because we want to come at Sumo with a very, very positive mindset. Mm-hmm. And just because you have seven losses doesn't mean that you're one loss away from a losing record. We like to frame it as you're only seven wins away from or X number of wins away from a winning record. Yeah. It's just For, that you need to travel a little bit further. Well, it's a long road to walk. Yeah. A long, lonely road. Sadanumi, you're on it. Good luck, mate. Meisei and Mitakeumi. Yes. I felt something. Yeah. As these two stepped up on the doyo. Yes. Mitakuyumi, hot off that win yesterday, Meisei, capable of so much. There was a stalemate out of the touchy eye, and then Meisei just lowered the right hand slowly like a drawbridge <laughs> on Mitakuyumi's belt. Clamp down. Because we think of Meisei's style as being that fast, yeah. chaotic. This was very deliberate, very considered. Got a really fat grip of that belt uh, of Mitakumi and used that to drive him out. I thought this was beautiful sumo from Meisei. You're right. You don't see it very often from him. And to see it so deliberately, it was 
an interesting idea because Mitakemi is quite good on the belt. So if he had have activated, I, I thought he's about to, he's about to go, he's about to go, Maysay's in trouble. But it didn't happen from Mitakumi. So I think a brave choice. When we were watching it, you said, "Oh, this is Mitakumi's oh, I can't wheelhouse. Remember. Wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. This is the kind of sumo that Mitakumi can win with. But yeah, Maysay today just too good. Maysay four and four. Mitakumi one win, seven losses. He's also on the road to Gachikoshi. Well, everyone has been very much enjoying seeing Nishikigi fight, and today he doesn't have to fight the Sanyaku. He's up against Tobizaru, and he went out body to body. The arms locked up. He was trying to stop Tobizaru from darting around, and he did haul him around by the arm. I thought he was going to get Tobizaru out straight away, but Tobizaru flipped himself around, Tobizaru style, and pushed Nishikigi at the last minute, got him on a great angle. They both fell out. It was called to Nishikigi. It looked like a monoe, but oh, it wasn't called. How was this not a monoe? Mm, it looked like Nishikigi came out, hit the ground, and Tobizaru went down past the horizontal, horizontal plane, plane. Yeah. of the doyo at the same time. And look, look, looking on the replay, I think that was it was right that Nishikigi won this one. But gee, the the confidence and bravery to not call a monoe there. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't think they want to call Monoes. I think they've been instructed not to call as many. But I'll tell you who wanted one, and that's Toby Zaro, oh, who I immediately know. after the call was staring daggers at the Gyoji, just like, and continued as he walked around back to his spot on the doyo, just kept his eyes on the Gyoji going, this is going to be called, this is going to be called, tried looking down at the Shimpan. It he, wasn't called. He was really appealing to their better judgment here. And I think he had a very, very good case. Me too. Me but, too. The hype vacuum. Nishikigi moves to seven <laughs> and one with that win. I think he's even more a hype vacuum now with the loss. Oh. Because yesterday it was just like all the, there was a bit of noise, like, yeah. and then he just went, it's gone. brought it all back in. And now he's won again. So there's just this slight buzz. And you're right. Because he lost yesterday, maybe the focus has come off him a mm. bit, which sets him up for this week. Uh, so well because he's gonna going to be fighting down, mm. and I think those wins are going to rack up. Not to say there's any weak ricochet down the Banzuke, but yeah, I think he's there with Hokuto Fuji. Is it better to have one win? Oh, sorry, oh, one, one loss, loss just to take that little bit of pressure off in his circumstance. I think so. Yeah. Tobizaru, four and four. Let's move on to Sanyaku. Shodai was up against Abi. Now I know I've been a little bit harsh on Abi. Mm. But he's also, he's been dishing out some garbage sumo. Today, <laughs> you though. You call it when you see it. I, yeah, that's my job. It's fine. That's all I do. Emotionally detached. I just say what I see. <laughs> and what I saw today was some vintage Arby. Beautiful high thrusting attacks out of the touchy eye. Smashed short eye back and over the bales. Big win for Arby. Although I felt a little bit disappointed by short eye not trying something on the back foot. Yeah, I was, um, I like just looked away while this was happening. It was so quick. And then I looked back and I'm like, I know what just happened there, didn't I? And you were yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I don't know why I suddenly had no. such faith in Arby's attack. Yeah. But you're right. It was uh, old school, the good old days. Yeah, the good mark, old days. Well, <laughs> of, uh, yeah. Arby where he just went out thrusting and then he found the perfect chest position on short eye. I thought. 
sure I was going to do something on the edge when I watched the replay to find out what happened. Mm. And I think you said the same, that Shorty can be so great at the edge. He can, you know what Arby's going, well, you don't always these days actually, but well, yeah, he was shown what Arby was going to do and then he should have, you know, tried to step out of the way, but he had no chance. Well, I think it, it does speak to the quality of Arby's attack too. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So RB four and four, short eye, losing it a bit. He's two and six. Ooh. 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 That's not very nice, is it? Two and six. Nah, Ooh. That uh, snuck up on me. It did. Hoshuri, <laughs> you came up next against Ura. And Hoshuri has been watching Ura tapes. I'm not even sure that you have to watch the tapes to know that at the Tachi Eye, Ura often goes low. Hoshori knew that and he let him go right through and then found the perfect Hadakikomi. Yeah, it just felt like Hoshori was a little bit smarter here. And I mean, this is the kind of rikishi he is. He was never going to lose today. He let Ura lose this match himself, really. I did think it might have been a little bit more exciting. Uh, I thought there might be trading leg trips. I thought... They might both be trying to throw. Maybe Ura goes down low, tries to hoist Hoshoryu up, and he kicks his leg out. I thought it could be a really great bout, but it was just a fairly standard Harukikomi. I might need to have another look at this because now that I think about it, I'm surprised that Ura didn't try to get on the belt. Mm. I mean, it was over in a second. I mean, it's not like he had many opportunities. Uh, but Hoshoryu is now seven and one. Yep, joins that uh, leader pack. Yep, and Ura four and four. Well, that brings us to the second last bout of the day. Uh, Kodnawaka up against Wakamoto Haru. This was over in about two seconds or 120 sumo <laughs> seconds. And it was very much a bout of two halves. The opening here, Kodnawaka, wow, what a touchy eye. Yep, very strong. Absolutely drove him back, didn't he? He did, and I think we both at the same time, there was a very sharp intake of breath yeah. because we thought, wow, Wakamoto Haru is going to get rolled by Kodnawaka. Uh -oh. But like a, f a switch was flipped, uh, Wakamoto Haru got on the belt, turned the tide, reversed the momentum, and just easily moved Kodnawaka back to the other side of the doyo and over the bales. Yeah. And seeing the second half of this bout... I feel like we should have had a little bit of faith because I, I yeah. think we've seen this a few times from Wakamoto Haru. He is driven back. He lets himself well, – I'm not sure about the lets himself part here, but he's driven back. He makes a stand on the bales. He um, – it's like bumpity, but it's like one wave of bumpity. He sort of – his body does a wave and he pushes his opponent back with his chest and belly and that gets – it forces his opponent to stay, take a step back and then he can come on the attack again. Yeah, I think it's – he's just very cool under pressure, Wakamoto mm. Haru. And I think even though he was being taken back, he was promoting this belt grip Yep. so that when he did stop himself, he yeah. had the tools yep. in his hands that he needed to win Literally, this one. Yeah. yeah. And then when he was taking – uh, Kodnawaka back. Kodnawaka was looking for the belt grip to do the same thing possibly on the bales. And Wakamoto Haru's hips were oh. swaying from side to side and he slammed them back and broke the grip that Kodnawaka was able to just get. The the replay showed this so beautiful. Wakamoto Haru is doing three different things at the same time here. And to have the presence of mind, mm. the sumo situational awareness to Give the hips a bit of a shake as he comes forward, breaks that belt grip. It was just 
beautiful, beautiful sumo from Wakamoto Haru today. It takes him to six and two. Kodno Waka still going well, even with that loss to the Sekiwake. He is five and three. Now, that brings us to the last bout of the yeah, day. It sure does. <laughs> and that last bout is Midori Fuji resplendent in a bright red Mawashi, a new colour for him today. So already we knew things were a little bit weird <laughs> when Midori Fuji walks out. Uh, this colour does not work with Midori Fuji. Well, Midori doesn't mean red. No. Nope. <laughs> he hasn't changed his name, but he doesn't have to wear green. He's allowed to wear whatever colour he wants and he comes out in the... Uh, bright red, the bright Mitakumi red. red. Oh, it's even brighter than no, that. No, it's, it's like a Daesho. Daesho's is a little duller. Who's had the absolute uh, bright, bright oh, red? Oh, not sure. Oh, oh, sure. uh, pre-suspension Abi. Oh, yeah. Had a very bright red Mawashi. Yeah. Yeah. So there's been a few in that red. He, I mean, why change it? It has to be a shake-up to get yourself in a different headspace. And I love it. And put me in the mindset of Kirishima. He knew nothing about this Mawashi <laughs> well, colour change. I mean, his, he's like, why didn't I bring my sunglasses today? <laughs> well, this you'd be looking at your opponent going, there's something different going on here and you'd be worried. Yeah. You'd also be worried because you'd lost the previous two days, uh, the previous day to Mitake <laughs> yeah. Umi. Yeah, true, true. So you step up. It's Midori Fuji. He's got it, uh, some new gear on, but you think he should be all right. Kirishima, he locked up Midori Fuji's arms. They locked up for a long time and they suddenly stopped and it took me ages to realise what had happened here. But it was an actual stop from the Gyoji. Yeah, so he quickly moved in behind Kirishima and started tying up the belt. So I didn't see that the belt had come loose. It didn't look that loose. Neither, because there was one earlier in this basho and I can't remember now off the top of my head who it was with the whole thing. So yeah. the front bit had come unraveled, the back bit was hanging down and nobody stopped them, nobody touched them. So yeah. there must be some part of the Moashi that as soon as it comes undone, it's like, whoa, stop, whoa, whoa. it's about to come off. So well. Gyoji Inosuke is having a go and it looks like he's trying to retie like he's got a bit of it he's got another bit of it he's trying to do it and not as i understand there how was, you would do a retie there was one bit where he passed his arm through one of the loops yeah, he was and kind i'm of like pushing his arm through don't tie the belt and leave your arm in there <laughs> you you can't be in it you finish tying it and you're like oh my arm's in oh, it oh no well that was basically the gist of it because <laughs> It went on and on and on, and all of a sudden, somebody else popped up popped up on the dojo. Finally, some common sense. One of the attendants, yeah. one of the guys you see around a lot, uh, works, you know, doing salt, doing bringing everything. He's up there suddenly tying the knot. He just politely, like, yeah. moves the gyoji to the side. He's mm. like, I know you're 64 years old. You're doing, you're trying, but maybe you're not quite able to extract yeah. your arm from this situation. I don't want to tell you how to do your job, but if your arm is in the <laughs> knot, you might want to start again. And at this stage, Kirishima's face is just like, I really wish I hadn't <laughs> have come back from Kyujo because I've had a terrible oh, time. He just looked despondent. Not like, only are my ribs killing me. My pants are falling down. I've got an old guy's <laughs> arm tied into my underwear. 
It's not a good day. I've got Midori Fuji's face pressed against my chest. Midori Fuji had the just the best <laughs> blank look on his face. He's just like they've let their arms hang at this point. So when they were stopped, their arms were kind of on the belt and around each other. By this stage, they're just leaning up against each other. Midori Fuji's like, okay, but Kirishima, like, he's just staring out into the middle distance, hating life. So they eventually get the belt tied. And then, you know, traditionally here, the Gyoji will slap them both on the backs and they get going. Mm. But Inosuke just stood there. Yeah, he just stood there. Again, a really large pause. A long pause. And there was a reason because someone was getting in his ear. <laughs> so the head chimpan had the um, communication to the, the TV room. What they try to do at this point is to match the setup from before the bout was stopped with the setup from when the bout continues. And I don't know if Inosuke had forgotten to set them up again. It seems that way. And I really saw a flash of irritation cross the chimpanzee's face here. He was just like, you've got to set them back up. Yeah. And so part of that setup was re-establishing Midori Fuji's strong belt grip right on the back knot yes. of Kirishima. Yeah. So he gets his, he puts his arm back in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, the my Gyoji arm's back in there. The his arm in there. <laughs> Everyone's arms are in there. No, so they... <laughs> they finally get them reset, but it's a bit of a parody. I mean, I know this situation doesn't happen very often, and we've seen it before with there was the Wakamoto yeah. Haru Terunofuji one yeah. that was just so wild. I guess it's those situations where you're not prepared and everyone well, doesn't quite know what to do. And in that particular situation and other times we've seen this happen, it can take the excitement and momentum out of mm. about. Mm. But when they got going, it was back on. It absolutely was. Midori Fuji took the chance to just charge Kirishima back across the dojo, almost got him out. But. Kirishima's oh. cigari fell off and here was oh. that. Forget everything else you've heard about this bout. This bout, it starts from right now and this is the coolest move possibly we've ever seen in sumo. Yeah. Midori Fuji kicks the cigari. Yeah. Across, like launches it out into the crowd. The Nagoya crowd lit up. They Hell loved it. Yeah. One of my pet peeves, and I think you might share this with me, is the Sagari sitting on the ground and it being left there. Mm. It, it just plays on the mind of the Rikishi. It's a tripping hazard. Midori Fuji takes it into his own hands, kicks it out. The crowd appreciating mm. it. I passed out. <laughs> yeah. You had to splash me with a bucket of cold water because... I couldn't believe what I as I was as you were helping me up. I said, "Did I really see that?" Yeah, and you it said you was did. Brilliant, Midori Fuji. He's like, "I have been through enough in this bout." Oh my god! My face has been pressed up in Kirishima's armpit for five minutes. I'm not having this cigari here because not only is it a tripping hazard, my thing is that it's pointy and sharp. It's actually like coiled silk and it can hurt your feet. Like if you step down on that and you're trying to get some purchase to stop yourself being pushed back. You slip. That's my big problem with the Sagari. And he just gets rid of it. Yeah. So cool it's gone. So they've got this awkward hold at this point. No Sagari on the doya. They press together. <laughs> Midori Fuji, he activates again and he is able to push Kirishima oh. back and out. That's a Midori Fuji win. This was unbelievable. Just so, so much depth in this bout. So much 
ridiculousness. But at the end of the day, Midori Fuji wins and uh, Purple Rain. Purple Rain. The Zabutons came down for the Ginboshi and Ben Marshman, our reporter on the ground, who's at Nagoya, I have intel that he threw a Zabaton. Well, can you read out the, the message that we got? Because it's pretty good. He said, my sumo dream came true. <laughs> I threw a Zabaton on the day. Thank you, Nagoya. Mm. And then our other sumo mate, Tim, said, I saw a single Zabuton hit Kirishima. Was that you? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, no, it wasn't. But when I saw the first one fly, I thought, it's on, come on. I picked up the cushion and the old guy, the nice old guy next to me, looked across and just nodded his <laughs> approval. So I let it fly. <laughs> Are we okay as a community with throwing Zabuton for an Ozeki defeat? Well, as I was saying all that, I wondered <laughs> whether uh, there was going to be wide-scale irritation and annoyance at that, but uh, uh, look, I am. I, I think it, it's it's a clear demonstration of people being deeply in love with sumo. Yeah. Sure, Kirishima's not a Yokozuna, but it's the last bout of the day. Look, it's just letting off some steam, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. You've put in the whole day or however long you've been there. Maybe a curio and Are you having a great time? You're invested. You see something like that happen. Yeah, exactly. And the Ozeki gets beaten. I mean, I don't think they're doing it against Kirishima in any way. No. I think they're doing it oh. for Midori Fuji. Well, they're doing it for sumo. They're doing it for sumo. And for right. humanity. Well, Ben, are you doing it for sumo? I well, hope so. I think Ben... <laughs> Ben would have taken a Tucker K show kind of approach where the mind left the body yeah. and the body said, let's throw a cushion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, what a great day of great sumo. Day. Absolutely oh. fantastic. Nakabi, we're halfway through this basho. Let's check out the leaderboard because it is wild. On seven wins, so that's seven wins and one loss, uh, we have Sekiwake Hoshoryu. Magashira 1, Nishikigi, hanging in there. And Magashira 9, Hokuto Fuji. And close behind on six wins, Daesho, Wakamoto Haru, Tamawashi, Takura Fuji, one again today. Endo won today. And Hakuoho. Gee, it makes that Tamawashi loss be very, very important now. He could have been with those seven win mm. pack at the front. Uh, let's have a look at some bouts for, from tomorrow. Uh, Hoshoryu takes on Hiroda Umi. Mm -hmm. They've only met twice oh. before and Hoshoryu has won them both. Nishikigi takes on Mitaka Umi. Oh, right. Now it's 6-2 uh, Mitaka Umi's way, but obviously their fortunes are exactly opposite. 7-1 Nishikigi, 1-7 Mitaka Umi. And Hokuto Fuji takes on Oho. The two times they've met in the past, it's been all Hokuto Fuji. Yeah, fair enough. What is going to happen here? I do not know. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'm very, very invested. And if you'd like to listen to the podcast for the rest of uh, Nagoya Basho, we will be doing it every night. We'll be back on day 15 with the Jurio live stream again. So subscribe to our YouTube channel if you'd like to be alerted about that. Uh, if you fancy uh, giving to the Sumo Manichi Sake Fund, you can through sumomanichi at gmail.com through PayPal. But uh, apart from that, we'll be back tomorrow night, day 
nine. Day nine. <laughs> Monday night. <laughs> Back at work. See you then. Bye. Bye.